have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 105 of We Have a Hulk podcast, where we talk all things film, TV, and sometimes comic books. I'm your usual host, Nicola. And I'm your co-pilot, Chris. And how are you doing today, Chris? I'm right, thanks, Nicola. How are you? I'm very good. It's been a lovely day in the it's UK, a lovely, which bloody is day shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Considering it's like February still. Yeah, it's, near, it's nearly spring. It's very, I know, very nearly I know. spring. We went, for a, we went for like a brunch today, didn't we? We mm. actually sat outside. It was, <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. nice we're like, oh, it's like we're in Spain or something. Very, very nice. <laughs> it did, feel like that. It did which was really weird. But yeah, absolutely lovely today. There was, uh, we saw some crocuses and some daffodils and things. Yeah. Spring is nearly here, guys. And you'll know what that means if you live in like the UK. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not as bad as like Canada or anything for like coldness, but mm. it's just kind of miserable here quite a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, the US listeners might be like, what, why? <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. what, what are you talking about? about? <laughs> anyway, what are we going to be talking about in this week's episode then, Chris? So we got Home of the Hulks. We're going to be doing our Umbrella Academy review, Doom Patrol, episodes one and two reviews. We've got an interview with James Yageshi, who is one of the dads in The Runaways. Mm-hmm. We got our competition winner for last episode and our new competition, which is a Black Panther bundle. So that's going to be a Chase Pop, a T-shirt and a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Wakanda forever. <laughs> yes. Um, Chadwick Boseman is so fed up with that, isn't he? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> He's like, not again. <laughs> um, and then we got our whole topics, which is your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery, essentially, Ooh. so far anyway. Yeah. So a uh, action-packed episode action-packed then. Episode, yeah. yes. <laughs> so let's kick things off with At Home With The Hawks. What have been doing, watching, reading and listening the past couple of weeks then, Chris? Have we been doing much? I mean, we had Valentine's Day. We did. Yeah. We watched uh, When Harry Met Sally for the first time, which was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, I was quite bad. I came home quite late, didn't I, from work? Because that mm. was like the run up to the trade event and it's just yeah. always like super crazy. So apologies. <laughs> yeah, strange film. But I kind of liked it. I liked how it was a bit more honest about yeah. relationships than it... a lot of kind of rom-coms True. are. <laughs> yeah. You had your trade event. I did. Overworked, underpaid, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> But it went very well, uh, and it just shows that you don't need a man to help you run something. Yes, very good, very go good. girls, go. Clap, clap. Good job. Indeed. Um, that wasn't being <laughs> derogatory. It did that sound wasn't a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, it did. It did. But yeah, you did a good job. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. I went to my parents for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicola abandoned me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because yes. she was at her trade. I event. was at my trade so event, living my best life as a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. We went to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. We did parts one and two. Indeed. Mm, what good. did you think about this? It was very good. I really like. I think it got a bit soppy, overly so- like overly. There <laughs> overly was some, emotional. some serious lengths of time where it went overly soppy. Okay. Like I don't mind it occasionally, but I just felt like they dragged it out a little bit. <laughs> okay. um, but overall, yeah, I really liked it. I thought mm. it was very good. I thought very part good. part one was the better one. Possibly. Yes. That was really amazing. Agreed. And then part two, as you said, it did get a little bit too. Yeah. And he he, he went very Harry Potter-esque, which was annoying. Ah! 
<laughs> yeah. I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. it makes sense to me. I, okay, let me clarify my feelings on Harry Potter. So I grew up with the books. I think mm. I was actually the same age, like I, when they came out as Harry Potter. If that makes sense. So I, yeah. I um, I grew up reading them. Absolutely loved the books. Films came out. I liked the films. I hated Harry Potter though. <laughs> Yes. And he kind of ruined it for me. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe's a great actor now, and fair play to him. Um, but yeah, he really turned me off Harry Potter the films. Mm, I so, think as well because you had to hire you had to hire them so young. Yeah, it's like you don't know. We were talking about this, weren't we? we yeah, you don't know what they're going to turn out like. Mm. So yeah, it was difficult. <laughs> True, but, but I think Hermione and Ron turned out really. They did, really yeah. successful for those. But uh, yeah, yes, Harry didn't quite work. I felt. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the play was really, really good. So magical as well. I mean, the effects that they they, they did yeah. uh, was amazing. Some like really, really amazing. And one of them, they gave it away because they kind of he was pushed putting a sheet over a bed, right? And then they were supposed to appear under the sheets. Yeah. But because the sheet didn't go over the bed the whole way, oh. and then we saw them pop up out <laughs> yeah. of the mattress, it was <laughs> really surreal and weird. But yeah, oh. it was good. It, it was, was yeah. I mean, they just put so much into it, didn't they? And the production mm. was just fantastic so if you are a harry potter fan and you haven't seen it yet it's been around for a couple of years now i think but mm. do go and see it i would advise seeing them over separate days though because we kind of so. crammed it all into one day i think that worked for me i wouldn't have wanted okay. to go and then come back <laughs> well I mean? true i mean if you're gonna stay over in london for a weekend or something it yeah. might work but for me i think it was too many kind of hours in the theater <laughs> It was a lot of hours, yes. but I feel like it was okay. Okay. I was yeah. worried about that. I was like, right. how am I going to be able to sit through this <laughs> yeah. long? But it was, but it was absor- absorbing, is that the right word? Engrossing. That's engrossing, the one. Yeah. indeed. I really liked the kind of story. It was all about like the time turner and a bit timey-wimey and everything. Yeah, don't give too much away. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, but that's the kind of actual... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we saw that. And, hashtag keep um, the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> not like Nicola over Sorry. here. Um <laughs> Went to Forbidden Planet as well, and you bought a uh, graphic novel. The Umbrella Crab Me, volume one. Yes. Yes. And we went to CZ's as well, which was very nice. Yeah. I had a gluten-free cheesecake, which was very tasty, but £6.50? What? (laughs) (laughs) Ridiculous. London prices, though, I suppose. Yeah, and the only other thing I did was I finished versions two and three of my mini ITX case that I've been 3D printing. Seems to be getting quite a good reception on YouTube, so... We hit 300 subscribers as well. (laughs) Yeah! yeah. (laughs) So so many! (laughs) Um, Don't laugh at this. (laughs) It does seem like quite hard. It's very hard, yeah. But... Yes. I'm thinking of starting a little tech projects channel. That me. would be good. Yeah. yeah. Talk about tech and Bitcoin and things. Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Hmm. Okay. So that's that's pretty much that what we're doing. doing. Yes. So watching. Lots and lots of things to get through. So go, go, go. So first up, we had the Umbrella Academy season one. Yes. And Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. As well, episodes one, two. Episodes one, two. So those are our reviews. So yep. we will talk about those shortly. No. No. <laughs> Oh, we thought you you meant we won't talk about them now. And it was like, no. no. Uh, (laughs) But what else have we been watching? (laughs) So Star Trek Discovery, obviously, season two. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about that later as well. Yeah. So So we've seen episode five and six. Yes. One about the mycelial network and one about Calpians. Yes. Uh, Deadly Class, season one. We saw a couple of episodes of that. Yeah, we saw episodes five and six. So episode five was Las Vegas, which mm. was absolutely crazy. <laughs> yes, it was a bit off the wall. A bit out there, shall we say. Because they were all t- taking drugs and stuff. So that's yeah. kind of, that's, that's the reason. So it's cool. What did he call himself? The Pill King. No, the, the I can't remember. Can't the remember something either. King. It was really funny. 
It was good. It was good. I enjoyed that one. And then the next one, I can't actually remember it very well. Well, it was a bit, yeah. I think after after Las Vegas. Yeah. Because you had so much going on in that episode and that was a bit of a, cla- a bit of a cliffhanger, wasn't it? Something mm. major happened. Yeah. This one kind of just felt a little bit, yeah. a little bit me. I mean, I really of. don't remember, so it can't have been that good, honestly. Yeah. But it's but, so um, good. If, you, if you're not watching it, please do and go and watch it. I mean, you yeah, really, I, I think, love the show as, as a whole. It's very cool. Yeah. Very, very good. I think, I mean, I've read the first volume and it was kind of okay. And But I feel like the show is just so much better, which is surprising. Normally, normally it's kind of the other way around, isn't it? But yeah, yeah I'm really, really liking it. Okay, you've, you've been watching a couple of things as well. I have, yep. I've been watching Passage Episode 5. Still need to catch up on Episode 6, but there's so much more vampire-ness going on. Yeah! Finally. <laughs> um, I knew, I know, uh, Get Your Comic On started watching it, actually. And he was saying, like, the first couple of episodes, um, what's going on, sort of thing, which mm. is s- similar to us. And then once, like, the vampire action started going, he was like, <gasps> <laughs> So, yeah, if you're, if you're not watching this, I think you're actually sleeping on a really, really good show. Is that the okay. right phrase? Uh, what's the, what's the one I'm trying to think of? You know what I mean. You know sure. what I'm trying to say. Also watched The Gifted episode 14, which broke my heart. And I hate them for it. You want to kill my favorite characters, didn't they? <sighs> they actually killed three, uh, three, two women characters in that episode. Really? Yeah, so mm. rude. What, what's going on? Why are they killing all the females <laughs> off? Come on, guys. Probably back, right? Well, probably, hopefully. Touchwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you've been watching Gold Rush. Yeah, I watched uh, an, a single episode. Ep- episode something. So I really like <laughs> yeah. the show. It's, uh, I think, probably finished the season now, but I'm just sort of catching up on it. But I do really like it. We've started watching The Beast That Is The Global Economy, yes. which is really uh, interesting. This is an Amazon Prime TV yeah. show, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so we watched episodes one to three, and mm-hmm. it's with Cal Penn, the guy from Howard and Kumar. I was going to say one, Harry Matt Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. Yes, Harold and, also, and Kumar. Um, the, doc- the Doctor Show. What was that? The doctor Show. Yes, I know what you mean, but I can't remember what it's called. And it's by, you said it was by Adam McKay? Yeah, so he's the guy who directed uh, Big Short and Vice. So he yeah. kind of kind of delves into like the economy and politics and things in an interesting way. Big reason for why I really like it, actually, because I really like the style he puts on it and everything. And the way he th- everything's explained. Yeah. Um, That's so, so funny how yeah. he breaks it down. Because it's quite complex, some of the issues that he's talking about, isn't it? Definitely, and and definitely. the way he does it, it's just really funny. Yeah, it really simplifies it and <laughs> yeah. really brings it down to earth and allows you to understand. So episode one was money laundering. So was yes, really so very much sort of Breaking Bad style, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah very cool. Uh, second one was something about are dicks rich or do rich people become dicks? No, no, it's... Uh, are rich people dicks or yeah, something along those lines? Yeah. <laughs> which um, is quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the third one was rubber, which yes, is kind of odd. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. But I had no idea. Like um, no, like the backbone of the economy is right. rubber, and I was like, what? <laughs> rubber and they is actually, latex, yeah. and it comes from trees. Yes, and these like trees, these plantations are shrinking. Mm. And they're very susceptible to a certain disease. And if they get the disease, then it wipes out completely, doesn't it? And they were saying like South America is completely like there's no rubber left in South America because this disease is wiped out. Mm -hmm. And so the only area left where it's okay is Asia. Asia. Yeah. But if it hit there, like it would wipe that out as well and then we'd be we'd be out of rubber. So yeah. oh, can I just say the the reason why rubber is so important is aeroplanes. Yes. <laughs> if but that also doesn't make sense. Tires and tires, general, yeah. Like, 
which is weird because you know we make synthetic rubber and stuff yeah. but apparently airplanes if you use rubber tight or synthetic tires and then when they actually come into land you just yeah. completely explode wouldn't they which is really weird you would have thought you would have actually made made it by now if that yeah, makes sense seems like, which is know, really weird we, yeah. we know chemicals right we, we can <laughs> yeah. synthesize it we've watched Breaking Bad <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I didn't I didn't know how important rubber actually was, <laughs> was no like, idea wow. no idea so okay. I'm looking forward to watching more of this yes I'm really enjoying that and I would recommend it to anyone that's interested yeah, in definitely. kind of like the global economy yeah um money economy that yeah, kind of thing but it, but it's very in, in an interesting way because um chris is like a huge you're interested in, in like digital uh currency yeah. and, and that kind of thing whereas i'm not that into i mean i, right, I, right. I see where you're coming from sort yeah, of thing yeah. but watching this i'm like actually it is quite it interesting it in a very digestible yeah, way doesn't it it it's does yeah. hmm. i've started watching new amsterdam which is also another amazon prime tv show and it's not really my cup of tea, this kind of show, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I loved watching House. That's, uh, well, that's the one I was thinking of earlier. <laughs> oh, is that, oh, he was, he was in, in House. house. Yeah, yeah, he was the original three. Something like that, yeah. 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 This kind of... <laughs> sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, very much like House in a way. But yeah, it's like a hospital drama. Right. Uh, the main guy is the guy from The Blacklist. I can't remember his name. But it's also got other great actors as well. Um Oh, the lady from Sense8, who was also in Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. She's fantastic in this. Um, there's an, also another great actor, which I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. But yeah, it's basically about this, um, the guy who comes in to try and help save a hospital because it's not doing very well. Okay. But you find out that there's a certain issue with him, which I'm not going to spoil, but you find out in episode one anyway. So yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Uh, sometimes it gets a little bit emotional for me. Okay. Uh, but overall, I yeah, quite enjoying it actually. Yeah, from what I saw, I'm not sure it's for me. I don't know, the, just the, the kind of dialogue and stuff wasn't really working for me. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. The writing, maybe. Mm. So It's yeah. one of those shows where you can watch it while you're doing something else, which I quite enjoy. Okay, yeah. Because like, when I write reviews, I, I like to either listen to music or have something in the background, and I quite kind of enjoy that. So, yeah. Cool. So, films. Yeah. I watched... Uh, the three billboards at my parents when I went there yes, for my birthday. Yes, so three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Something like I think that, it's yes. the actual full title. Right. Um, I saw this when it actually originally came out. I think it was like one of the awards season last year. Mm. And you missed it. And um, yeah, what did you think? Because it's quite an interesting one. Yeah, it's quite dark subject matter, but they really lightened it up with the characters. And the, really, the characters are really great in it. And the police chief was brilliant yes what's his name the actor so woody harrelson was like the police chief and then sam rockwell oh sam like rockwell's the, fantastic the idiot kind of <laughs> yeah i don't know he kind of reminds me of or, or just a police guy oh what's his name do do doody doobie oh you know in scary movie or psycho okay sure sure i don't know yeah, Never mind. I yeah yeah and the things that they got up to and stuff just yes and francis mcdormand <laughs> as well was absolutely amazing so so good i don't know i feel like she got snubbed at like the awards really in oh, a way a i thought she was, yeah, great. she was great um yeah it was a bit of a weird one wasn't it i think when i was watching i was like this is amazing yeah but very powerful and i'm actually super emotional right now but it's actually hilarious <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh my gosh it's, my yeah, emotions like <laughs> yeah. yeah brilliant i yeah. really enjoyed that one what else um you watched alita battle angel without oh, me i did i'm sorry <laughs> I mean, I wasn't intending to watch it originally because I just didn't like the look of the trailer. Like the whole thing, the whole look of it is—it just looks a bit offensive to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry okay. to anyone that loves it. Right. But I've heard it's really good, so I feel I like think, I should give yeah, it a chance. Yeah, my mum saw it and she was... Yeah, she, she really said it was really it. good, so yeah. I, I shall give it a chance at some point. Yeah, Probably when it comes, when it comes on, on Netflix or something. Or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was... I was pleasantly surprised by the film. Same as you, I thought the trailer looks a bit meh. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really have high expectations. But I, when I went in, it was... I think the way they did the, like, the world building was quite interesting. And hmm. it was like set in the future and... People were like half robots and half people and stuff. Hmm. So it was very interesting. But as I said, if you follow us on Twitter, it was so brutal. Like it was a 12A and, and the, like, people were getting chopped in half and people were being squished in machines and things. And I was like, whoa. Because there was this poor little kid in there and he kind of walked out. He walked <laughs> out? Well, I think his parent took him out. I don't know oh. what it was. Yeah, it was just That's a bit sad, really. No. <laughs> And you watched one other film. I did, Fight Club, one of my yes. favourite films. Haven't seen it in ages, so Chris was away, so I thought, oh, I'll put Fight Club on. <laughs> and it's just so good. Do you remember Bob's Bitch Tits? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's such a good film. It's so weird, though. I mean, my mum said the other day, oh, I've never watched Fight Club. I was like, ooh. She went, it's one of your favourite films, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, I don't think it's your cup of tea, No, though. no it's not for everyone, that film, <laughs> No. But the scene where he's talking about how um, we're like the last generation sort of thing and we, mm. we work jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, ah, it's so good. <laughs> I identify strongly. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there is a funny bit where he's like, we've been brought up to think we're rock stars and gods and things. And it's just hilarious because it's Brad Pitt saying this. And then yeah. he turns around and he's talking to Gerard Leto when he's talking about rock gods because, you know, he's in 30 Seconds to Mars. And I'm like, oh, do you see what you became? <laughs> the irony. Nice, nice. Yeah. So good, though. So, so good. All right, we'll, we'll smash for the rest because we've yep. been talking for ages. Oh, but wow. Sorry. <laughs> we've been, we listened to a few podcasts. We so did, we listened yeah. to David Tennant a little yes. bit. Um, yeah, he, he does a... Everyone's doing a podcast now. How can we yeah. compete against like, How do David we compete, Tennant? Guys? Tell us. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's really good, though. He's got so many different guest stars. I think the first one was, oh, one of my favourite actresses. And oh, I can't remember her name from the favourite Anna Broadchurch. What is her name? Oh, uh, Olivia Coleman. Yes. Oh, yeah. do listen to this. It's so delightful. I love these <laughs> two. It is. She's she's like a queen. She should be like a national gem. <laughs> so treasure. funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and then he had uh, Whoopi Goldberg on there. I haven't cool. listened to that one yet. And Ian McKellen. Ian as McKellen, well. as well as the new Doctor Who. Lady. Yes. Person. We also listened to the last HHHH crew, crew? episode. <laughs> yes. um, so that's half hour happy hour with yep. Alex Albrecht. So it wasn't oh, the last one. No. The last one with Alex Albrecht. Yeah. Because it? it's, it's turned into, I think it's called Girls Night or something. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Because he left to do something. Yeah. And it's sad. He's your favourite. He was like your favourite podcaster, really wasn't he? I loved him back in Dignation. Like mm. that was the that was the podcast I watched back in the day. It was really great. Yeah. I just want them to go back to do that, really. Just It doesn't have to be called Dignation <laughs> But anymore. what happened to the just other guy? He does like films and stuff now, doesn't he? Kevin Rose. Yeah. Does he do films? I don't know. I think he does a podcast as well. Oh, maybe <laughs> you should start us to that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also listened to No Showing about diversity in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Very and good. Sidetracked by Idiots. Yes. Which is Laura and Sammy of the Geek Stalkers. So that was really cool as well. Yeah, it's hilarious. That. Some of the funny. tales that they tell. Yeah. <laughs> there was uh, one about, there was two opposing like tea shops, wasn't there, or something. <laughs> yeah, tea shop wars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, How middle class can you get? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so good. Do you go and check them out? Yeah, it's really good. Reading, you read The Umbrella yes, Academy? I did. Volume, well, I think 
I've got volume one. I've, I'm into two of the issues so far. Very different, mm. but interesting. Cool. Yeah, Gerard Way. Um, also, I read Deadly Class Volume One. Mm. Okay, and that is everything. That is everything. Yay! Woo! Sorry, guys, <laughs> we made it. Okay. Okay, on to the reviews. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children. Gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary. I give you the Umbrella Academy. something a little bit different than to usual because we normally do film reviews don't we sure the the, the occasional tv review crops up every so often but we thought that these two deserve something because they're just so unique Hmm. so we're going to be reviewing the umbrella academy season one non-spoilers and then maybe spoiler section at the end but we'll definitely give you lots of warning and also do patrol episode one and two so let's kick things off with uh, the umbrella academy so the synopsis of this is a disbanded group of superheroes reunite after their adoptive father who trained them to save the world dies mm. so this is created by jeremy slater um and the initial story was done by gerard way which is crazy so he's uh, if you don't know him uh how can you not know him i used to love my chemical romance oh when i was younger <laughs> Oh, it was crazy. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he was the lead singer from My Chemical Romance. Uh, he turned to like doing uh, the Umbrella Academy, and I know he did a run on Doom Patrol. So he's kind of linked to these two yeah. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's kick things off with initial thoughts. What did you think about the Umbrella Academy season one? And then Chris. Right, I didn't know anything about it going in, um, and initially I wasn't really sure. Like it took me a couple of episodes to get into it. Mm-hmm. But I really like the look and everything, so yeah, I, I was willing to keep going. Was it about episode three or four where you were like, actually, I really like yeah, this sort of thing? I think the story started to kind of unravel a bit and it got yeah. quite a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it starts off very kind of character, just introducing the characters and yeah. things, doesn't it? I mean, so. well, it's quite a lot to kind of get your head around, yeah, really, it isn't is actually, it? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot going on. So, yes. What about you? So, same as you. I uh, didn't know too much about this. Hadn't read the graphic novel, which is surprising for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice that it's not like like a Marvel and DC thing, if that makes sense, which sure. is completely silly saying that because we're going to be talking about Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to see something like that, you know, become sure, quite mainstream. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Same as you, was a little bit unsure about the first couple of episodes, but once the show found its feet, it really, really excelled. Just completely loved how quirky it was. Great soundtrack, hilarious scenes. Loved the I Think We're Alone Now dance. I put it on our Twitter. If you mm. haven't checked it out, go, please do go watch it. So well done as well and just hilarious. And yeah, just from fantastic characters and an amazing story so yeah absolutely loved it if you didn't if you didn't help (laughs) (laughs) so characters and performances (laughs) so let's just quickly run through them so you had ellen page who was finding hargreave slash the white violin Mm -hmm. Uh, we had luther who codename was space boy who played by tom hopper from game of thrones we had diego who's slash the kraken who was david casting nida uh claws slash the seance who's robert shaheen allison the rumor emmy rover lampman uh we had number five slash the boy which is really (laughs) sad uh played by aiden gallagher um and then we have ben slash the hour who's not actually listed on imdb which is Mm. surprising uh we have some also a couple of different characters like cha-cha and hazel uh which is really weird mary j blige 
what? <laughs> who played Cha Cha? Sure. And then we sure. had Cameron Britton, who was in that Netflix go- show that was a bit creepy. The Mentalist, not the Mentalist. Um, you know the one about serial killers. Oh yeah. <laughs> <And> the... <laughs> it did begin with an M, but I forgot. Yeah, that. never mind. Okay, so um, quickly, I'm just gonna run through my favourites and stuff if that's go for okay. it, yeah. So Claws uh, definitely had to be my favourite. So much she, so, yeah, yeah, I agree, 100%. So the guy from Misfits, uh, yep. if you've originally seen that, do check it out. It's actually really, really good. I just thought it was just so funny. He really just stole every scene Agreed. he was in. Uh, had an amazing arc as well, which is great because mm. at the start you just think, oh, he's he a druggie. Yeah. yeah. He had a also a super tragic story as well because at the mm. surface you're like, oh, he's just a druggie, just the usual sort of stereotypical guy and then you find out actually he's been through quite a lot lot. as well and and his power was so dark Um, because he can um he sort of sees dead people you know like sixth sense guy i see dead people and it's just yeah it's just really interesting but the arc he goes through and you see his kind of power evolving yes Uh, i'm not gonna say too much but i just thought it was fantastic agreed yeah really great character yeah um, also, Ellen Page, kind of a little bit obvious with this character, maybe. Mm. Mm. Not going to say any more. But yeah, finally, Vanya. great to see her in a, a really good superhero property because she was in the X-Men originally and right. but super wasted in that. But it's yeah. so good to see her shine in this show. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Cool. We also had Diego. Um, at the start, I was like, oh, he's just your typical bad boy. He throws knives, that mm. kind of thing. Um, but I actually really warned to him throughout the series. I thought he had quite a lot of heart to him and he had a very interesting arc too that's interesting i didn't i didn't really find him that interesting i think there's a few characters here that i didn't maybe just two but (laughs) i think there's a couple of characters that i just didn't really connect to at all yeah or warm to right um Um, but yeah the the last one i was gonna say um luther and allison same sort of thing i didn't really warn them but mm, i felt like they were kind of a little bit underused perhaps maybe but they had a really great scene when they had the dancey thing I mean, I agree on Alison. I think Luther was a little bit more interesting. Okay. Just because of his like size and stuff, uh, (laughs) mainly, uh, and the issues that that caused. Uh, Yeah. What about number five though? Number five was great. Yeah, he was great. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to feel about it. Really? I mean, I thought he he was hilarious because you know the whole doll thing. Yes. The mannequin that was, thing. Yeah. That that was great. And he had some really, really great scenes as well. I mean, yeah. in, in episode one, he, where he fought like that whole entire room of, I don't know, special ops time, time <laughs> yeah, force sure. people. I thought time that force. was great. <laughs> yeah. yep. And I also love Cha-Cha and Hazel. I thought they were great as well. They were kind of fun. Yeah, I liked Hazel because he seemed quite down to earth and kind of, yeah. like, kind of like a chill guy. But then he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think there was some good characters and some less interesting ones. So, so story. Once the time traveling kicked in and everything, and number five and Klaus's storylines picked up, I got really into it. Yeah. Like you said before, I really liked Klaus's evolution through the story. Mm-hmm. I love the whole trying to figure out how to stop what's going to happen. Yeah. And how they went about doing that. And the kind of repercussions mm. towards the end. <laughs> Super uh, vague, but trying okay. to be very vague. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We went back and watched episode one afterwards, didn't we? We did, yeah. And it's just interesting to see kind of all the hints. Yes. And all the like the little ironies that mm. they put in. Obviously, 
I guess it's fan service for the readers of the comics because they already know what's coming, I guess. But it is interesting. I do like it when shows have like breadcrumbs, mm. like little Yeah, that, that you, you don't really notice. And, yeah. and then you watch them again, you're like, oh, uh, I see, I see what, what you did there. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so just quickly talk about the story. So basically, one day in 1977, 43 superpower infants are inexplicably born to random, unconnected women who weren't pregnant at all. <laughs> right. At the start, it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, so bizarre. It is very strange. And then yeah. this guy buys, essentially, seven yeah. of them. So Reginald right? Hargreaves, a.k.a. the Monocle, who's like this scientific... Um, Eccentric uh, billionaire uh, yeah, character. Who, who creates things, an inventor sort of thing. Um, he adopts seven of the 43 children. And he basically brings them up to be a superhero team yeah. called the Umbrella Academy. And they go around sort of saving saving the world and things from sure. like sure. villains and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a weird one, <laughs> a bit unique. But yeah, I kind of found it was a bit sort of X-Men crossed with Doom Patrol because in essence, um, when Reginald Hargreaves, aka the Monocle, dies, we had number five. He went off into the future and kind of got stuck, didn't he? Mm. So when he comes back, he basically tells them that it's a bit of an end of the world sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And they have to work together to try and stop the end of the world. This is all first episode stuff. Yes. So, so yes. no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, yeah, quite a lot to get your head around. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you brought that up because <laughs> it's very hard to kind of understand the show without that yeah. kind of synopsis. So yeah, and it, it does it does have a bit, a bit of an X-Men kind of vibe, but like a bit, a bit darker and a bit more old school or something. Yeah. And um, I like the idea that there's more of these children out there that yes. we haven't met. Yeah. So that's very cool because mm. it like it leaves it open yeah. to exper- to find some more powers and stuff. Yeah. So. so bit of a bizarre story, but once it kind of, once you get into it, yeah. it really hooks you, doesn't it? I think. It does. And you kind of I think from episode five to I think there were ten episodes, we just had to we just had to watch one after the other, didn't we? we were like, mm. right, come on. And yeah. then the final, which I'm not gonna talk about, but it just it was such a cliffhanger. <laughs> And I'm, I just can't wait for a second season. Please, Netflix, please announce you're going to do another one. Because I, I need it. <laughs> I want to find out things. Yeah, also raises quite a lot of questions as well, like you said. Because there's another member. So there were seven kids, wasn't there? Mm. You find out quickly that Ben, there's something tragic that happens to one of them called Ben. Right. Because there's a statue of him, isn't there, in the first episode. And yeah, that's that's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. So that's very intriguing. Yeah, lots of questions. Yeah, still plenty to learn, which I like as well. Which is very, very good. And they drip read you a little bit. Yes. Cool. Okay, so so visuals. visuals? Yeah. I think just fantastic looking. Um, Love number five's teleporting. I think they did powers really, really well. Sometimes they can, they look a bit dodgy, but I think number five's was really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pogo, the the talk. So impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Um, He's like a a talking (laughs) chimpanzee kind of character. But for an organic CGI character to look that good in a TV show is really impressive. Yeah. Also, uh, Ben's power was. Uh, very intriguing looking yes yes <laughs> also just a fantastic soundtrack as well i do if you enjoyed the tv show go and check the soundtrack out i mean the first episode as i said about the dancing it was uh, i think we're alone now right mm. there were some really good songs in there so we had i think 
I think we're alone now. There was another dance sequence in there with Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader. That mm. was really great. So I'd definitely go and check out the soundtrack. I thought that was good. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about the dance sequence. Like I enjoyed it, <laughs> oh, but it didn't didn't really add it didn't much, really did it? make it didn't much really... sense. No. But they were done really well. You know, the, in the first one where they kind of panned out and it was the whole yeah, mansion. Yeah, it's like and a dollhouse dark, almost yeah. type of effect. Yeah, it's very cool. I like the juxtaposition of the old school looking tech with the futuristic time travel stuff as well. Yeah, that was like really a bit good. steampunky or something. Yeah. But maybe a bit more modern than that. Because they had like, um, oh, what was it called? It was like a time force police thing. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not going to talk too much about, but that, that was really interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. I think the look was great. Yes. And also the apocalypse, you know, when they went to the future and stuff. That mm. I thought that was really well done as well. So, do we talk spoilers now? Super quickly? Uh, or do you want to rate it first? I think rate it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would give this one two thumbs up. It's. I wasn't convinced at first, but the sto- once certain storylines kicked in, it just hooked me, like you said before, and I was invested. Mm-hmm. Some of the characters really grew on me, and yeah, I was all in by the end. So, and great cliffhanger. Mm. What about you? Yeah, two huge thumbs up. Absolutely love this. I think one of the best superhero shows I've seen in a long time. Yeah. As well as Doom Patrol. I'd agree with that. <laughs> uh, just so unique, though. I mean, as I said before, we've seen so much Marvel stuff, haven't we, on Netflix? And this, mm. I feel like, was just a breath of fresh air. Agreed. In yeah. a way. Something there was so much. Uh, there was so much funnies, as well as heart, and as well as timey-wimey stuff. Everything you could possibly want, sort of boxes were ticks, I think. Cool, yes. So yeah, very much recommend this TV show. Yes, I don't think we have to do spoilers. Do you want to do spoilers? Okay, let's not do spoilers. Let's not do spoilers. Okay, right. Shall we go on to Doom Patrol then? Let's. Okay, so Doom Patrol episodes one and two. So the synopsis for this is the adventures of an idealistic mad scientist and his field team of superpowered outcasts. Ooh. So they were originally in episode four of Titans, uh, which you watched, didn't you? Yes. Uh, I wasn't too sure about Titans as a show for me. I think it's one of those quite dark shows (laughs) that just isn't for me. That's that's fair enough. Um, But I did enjoy that episode. I thought that was cool. I was like, Chris, you could have watched this one. It's got Matt Bomer in it. It's got Brendan Fraser, (laughs) but you never see them. (laughs) Yeah, that is strange. (laughs) It is strange, isn't it? But it was great. There's been a couple of like shifts in the characters and the actors, which is strange. But yeah, so initial thoughts. What do you think of the first two episodes then, Chris? Right. I didn't know much about this one either, did I? No. (laughs) So episode one was kind of introducing characters. Yes. And I found that to be really interesting to find their backstories and stuff. Yeah. Episode two started to go more into the story and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too sure about where that was going. So <laughs> It was a bit bizarre, shall yeah, we say. I'm still on the fence here, <laughs> okay, I think, Right. is my immediate response. Oh, interesting. Okay, so um, same as you, like the Umbrella Academy. I haven't really read any of this. I knew Gerard Way did a run on it, so I think I read like issue one or something and thought, this is a bit weird. Okay, sure. <laughs> but yeah, episode one, absolutely loved. Thought it was just so unique. Um, yes. Loved all the backstories, as you said. So much heart as well. It's so funny, but also so full of heart. Really, really cared for these characters. Just after the first episode, which is really weird. Yeah. I love how they're such a group of misfits as well. And they all come together. It's just really, 
there's something really nice about it. But yeah, it's also hilarious at the same time. You've got Alan Tudyk's narration. Have I said that wrong? I always say it wrong. Alan Tudyk, I think Tudyk, it is. Yeah, Mr. Nobody. Um, I love his narration. It's so funny. Yes, I, I do was love like, the narration. When he first really came good. on, he was like, oh, not another superhero show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the way he does it. The narration is just hilarious. Like in episode yeah. two, he was like, and the group of misfits, they 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 go and explore the things and, and they don't. And he's like, they, they go and explore the things. <laughs> it's very self-aware, isn't it? Yes. Which I like. Yeah. So that is cool. Okay, so characters and performances. Let's just run through the core cast, shall we? So we've got Diana Guerrera as Crazy Jane. We've got April Balby as Elastigirl. Alan Tudyk as Eric Morden slash Mr. Nobody. Matt Bomer as Larry Trainer. We've got Brenda Fraser as Cliff Steele, who's Mr. Ro... Not Mr. Robot. You know what I mean. <laughs> the robot man. Uh, Timothy Dalton as Chief. Mm, yeah. It's one of the changes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, from the, the original one. And Jovian Wade as Cyborg, who actually appeared in episode two. Yes. So, what do you think about the cast and the performances? So, really interesting to see Brendan Fraser. Again. Yes, he's been gone for so long, hasn't yeah. he? I used to love him in The Mummy. The Mummy was the great. Mummy was I really great. loved The Mummy. And also, uh, George of the Jungle. <laughs> if George anyone remembers that one. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that one. Um, yeah, it's just really great to see him again. And I really enjoyed his backstory. I thought yes. it was very cool. I really liked the way it was all filmed in it. Anyway, that's, that's something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, Matt Bomer. I really love Matt Bomer as well. I really yeah. enjoyed him in um, White Collar. White Collar. That was a great show. So, uh, that's fun. It's yeah. actually great to see him as um, uh, a character, an LGBT character, mm. which is good because he actually is in real life. So it's nice. It's nice to see him because normally he plays like this big well, yeah, ladies yeah, man, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and it's yeah. nice to see him actually. You know. Yeah, 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 I agree. All of the characters in this show seem like really strong characters, yes. which is something I wouldn't say for the Umbrella Academy. Oh, so I think that's okay. like they're a, all quite even, aren't they? I think yeah. that's uh, one of the points where the show wins. Yeah. If we're going to do it like that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the characters are where this show is going to shine, yeah. if anywhere. Mm. So. Um, I really like uh, Diane Guerrera as Crazy Jane as well, actually. I think she's mm. great. So like Split, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she has got like 63 personalities or something along those okay. lines sure. uh, she's originally from orange is the new black completely different character uh but yeah in this she's hilarious i think she's great i really like the the relationship between her and robot man i think that's kind of interesting yeah. i'd like to see that kind of go a He's little kind of trying to look after a little bit isn't yeah he? and that's really nice it's all it's all about them coming to grips with in essence their disabilities in a way kind of, right? yeah yeah which is which is nice to see because you don't see that a lot in tv that is true, yeah. It's just quite of a nice a nice friendship that they're, yeah. they're building. Also, April Balby is Elastigirl. I think she's really good as well. Yes. Uh, she's a, was it 50s or 60s um, actress? actress. Uh, she does that really well. Yep. And I love to see her. <laughs> uh, not really spoilers, but there's a donkey involved. She, she kind of has to get, yeah. yeah. Weird, that was But weird. It's, it's funny to see her kind of like, oh, I was a movie star and, and now I'm going into a donkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think about the new cyborg um i don't think we've seen enough of okay. cyborg yet to yeah. really because we did get his backstory but it, yeah. it wasn't really i don't think it was as strong as the others maybe well we, we kind of all know the backstory right. of cyborg now from justice league but i think he 
he he does it a bit better because he's he's come to town with with it a bit more, hasn't he? Right. In, in this iteration, I think. Sure. Whereas in Justice League, he was a bit like, oh, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Mm. I'm because I'm a robot sort of thing. But here he's actually a hero. He actively helps people, right. and, and people know about him. I mean, there's a funny scene with Crazy Jane in episode two where one of her personalities is a big fan. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. that was really good. And yeah, the only other one we got to talk about is Timothy Dalton as Chief. Yeah. Mr. Bond himself. Also Penny Dreadful. I thought it was great. Yeah. Really, really, I really bought him. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, in episode four of Titans with Doom Patrol, he kind of got that sort of villainy vibe Mm. for Chief. But in this one, he feels like he's much Much more more caring. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And I'm like, when's that going to kind of play into things? Mm. Which is intriguing. But you've got this whole history between him and, I think, Mr. Nobody. So that's going to be... Also, yeah, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. <laughs> Why did I miss him out? Yeah. One of my um, favourite actors, actually. I really, really like Alan. I really like him. I think he's great as the narrator. I'm not sure about his character yet. Okay. It's a little bit... It's a little bit out there. <laughs> it's a little bit out there. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to... I'm going to bring that up shortly. Okay. Yes. Right. So we, should we go on to story? Yeah, so I feel like I already mentioned this really, but episode one is kind of like the backstory of most of the characters. Yeah. Uh, really cool looking, very gripping, had a great pace to it. It was really mm. quite nicely, just kept moving, didn't it? It was very yeah. good. I got lost a little bit at the end. I don't know if maybe I missed something, but they, they sort of left for some reason. Well, and then they came back and then they left again. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? Yeah, then? so Chief went on holiday and they decided to, I don't know whether, was it Crazy Jane? I think she's a bit of a bad influence on them. Right. She decided to go on like a road trip to yeah. the town yeah and, and that was fine yeah. i got that because they're, they're like cooped up in there they want to go out and and be in the real, real people. world yeah but then after that it's like it all went wrong so they came back <laughs> yeah. and then they they were left again. i, didn't I don't think they went back they didn't go back no oh, okay because the donkey I'm appeared and, and, and the donkey yeah, yeah. <laughs> the donkey appeared right that's the bit that really worried me in the first episode <laughs> right. like that's where i went oh uh-oh <laughs> Oh. oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then episode two kind of continued that for me where i was like it still kept my attention but i felt it was very silly like it got to the point where it was very silly and <laughs> but good silly or bad silly well i mean maybe oh, it's just because like alan tudyk is in it but it kind of reminded me of that show with the holistic detective fella yeah it's got that same yeah. kind, of, kind of silly vibe which i'm not really a fan of like okay. i like shows that are self-aware and yeah. i like them when they're not overly serious but there's a point where they get too silly and it's just like just straight up junk being the shark you know it's like yeah it's a fine line isn't there there is a bit of a fine line um and, so uh, that was dirk gently's holistic detective agency yes and i just found that a bit too much for me okay. um but maybe i'm just hard to please so <laughs> yes what do you think of those the two episodes well i definitely thought see uh, season one episode one was a lot stronger yes I thought agreed. that was a fantastic yeah. opening so so good actually normally like titans the first episode i was a bit like huh mm. <laughs> and and they really have to grip me to keep me kind of yeah, yeah. carrying on with it and and i was cooked i, I thought like, it was just so fantastic and it was such a strong opening whereas season season two you're doing this <laughs> episode two it kind of kept going with the it was a bit more fantasy shall we say and i'm not sure about that but Mm. i feel like doom patrol it it is a lot more fantasy based possibly because it's a bit ridiculous i mean when you're talking about the characters they're very as i said they're a bunch of misfits i mean one's a robot one's wrapped in bandages (laughs) yeah it's a bit like the equivalent of um what's that show where they have the spaceship the, the CW one. Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. It's a kind of similar kind of thing. Yeah, I, I still feel 
feel like they're kind of figuring out where they're going to sit in mm. in that kind of vein, if that makes sense. Right. I mean, are they going to be more uh, comedy or, or that kind of thing? So uh, I'm not quite sure whether they works out. Yet. I like it if they just toned back the silliness a bit. But <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. What do you think about like the visuals and choreography, and cinematography, <laughs> and that kind of thing? That, that malarkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it just looks fantastic the, the way they've done it. You can you could laugh if if it wasn't done properly, mm. like a man. Brenda Fraser's a robot. What? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think they've pulled it off really well. And, and the look is is great. I think Negative Man's very interesting. So Matt Bomer's character. Mm. His power, shall we say. What is his power? I'm so confused. It's very survivable. Yeah. But there's there's something, <laughs> right? I'm not gonna, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Very interesting. Um, uh, Yeah. I just think the effects are done really well. Elastigirl as well. That could look terrible in another mm. way. And I think it did in, in, in episode two a little bit. But yeah, I think it works really well, actually. Hmm. What about yeah. you? Yeah. I really love the narration. We talked about it, but I think the narration is very cool. It reminds me of a game I played recently called Strange Brigade. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's got that. And it's also got that kind of um like the blob lady storyline oh, <laughs> it has to go yeah sure it had a similar kind of look to that as well like the 50s style adventure yes. movie yeah. part of it at the start yeah i think the look was good narration was cool yeah yeah they've had some pretty good fights as well uh, there was a there was a scene in episode two with um crazy jane mm. and robot man and that was quite funny their fight i think that was quite good cool so rating then how would you rate this well, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Mm. Uh, one and a half, I think. I mean, if you compare it to the other DC shows, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Um, mm. So we've had... So this is on DC Universe, isn't it? So the new streaming thing. So we had Titans first, and then we had Young Justice Outsiders, and now we've got Doom Patrol. And um, they're kind of taking things in a different way, I think, with DC Universe because they're going to be doing they're going to be doing Swamp Thing and some sort of different style, I think. So because like uh, a lot of the DC shows are kind of uh, I'm moody and good looking yeah. kind of thing. No, no offense <laughs> to them because I'm a big fan of them. Um, but I'm not. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I really like what they're doing with this. I think they're taking it down a different sort of route, yeah. like Legends of Tomorrow. But yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it. I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I would agree that it's probably my favourite one of the DC shows by a fairly long margin. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'd give it one thumbs up. I think it was a great first episode. Yeah. I'm not sure about the story really, and generally, I prefer kind of like heavily plot-driven stuff to the character-driven ones, and I feel like this is going to be very character-driven. Yeah, but the characters are great. Though. The characters are great, so yeah. I could be persuaded. I could <laughs> okay. be persuaded. Yeah. Um, that's And that's very much personal preference as well. Like, that's not like anything to do with the quality of the show or anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same with the tone of the show as well. Like, I'm not sure I'm convinced by the tone of it. It's very silly. So <laughs> right. we'll see. We'll see yeah. where it goes with that. Because obviously it takes time for shows to find their feet, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah I'm going to watch a couple more and I'll see how I get on with it. Okay. But yeah, one thumbs up for now. I did yeah. I did enjoy the first episode specifically quite a lot. And then the second one was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Bomer and Alan Tudyk and Brenda Fraser. Yeah, great. So... Dream team. Dream, <laughs> dream team. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so yeah, uh, out of those two, which would you say is your favourite and would you recommend both of the shows? I'd recommend giving both try sure if you're especially if you're into like any kind of superhero kind of thing umbrella academy is far and away the winner i think so yes. but that was the whole season and we've only had two episodes true. so that we'll come true. back once doom patrol's we'll finished revisit doom patrol revisit, yes at a later date okay 
on to the interview. The interview. This week we join my special guest James Yagashi, who plays Robert Mineru in Marvel's Runaways. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite Marvel shows, of course. Uh, it's just such good fun. Absolutely. If you haven't read the graphic novel as well, please do go and check it out. So good. So, so good. One of my favourites. So yeah, if you've watched season two of Runaways, you'll know that the Minerus are pretty big business in the second season. So that's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, there may be spoilers. So please do avoid, but then come back and listen because James is so much fun it's really great to listen to and he dives into the making of the show a little bit which is kind of intriguing Ooh. yeah so enjoy cool fantastic so first question how did you first get involved with marvel's runaways i well it, it was through an audition i live in new york and it's kind of the story is kind of funny um i i I'm, i practice aikido and okay. i was leading a class uh in the afternoon and when i got got out of class there's a, a message for me from my agent saying uh there's a casting director who wants to see you like you know right away um this evening can can you get there and and i this was like two in the afternoon and they were initially wanting to see me at 5 p.m but i live in brooklyn the casting office is in manhattan and i'm like i don't know if i can get there on time but can can you see if maybe they could push it back and then I'll try to get there? And, and uh, I hadn't seen any of the materials that they were talking about <laughs> or anything. I was, there was no clue as to even what the project was. They just said, it's an untitled Hulu project. Oh. I said, okay. You know, so I went and um, the casting director was so helpful and, and I've, I've known her for, for years. Um, and she said, we don't know what's going on with this project either. Okay. Um, but we know that they've been trying to cast out of LA, but they haven't found anyone. And they, they called me. And so you were the first person we thought of. We want to give you as much time as you know, you need to get comfortable with the material. So I just went in and, and we, did different takes, different approaches. You know, I had questions, but they didn't have answers. So yeah. they're like, okay, well, why don't we try it this way and that way, whatever. And then they sent the tape off. And that evening I got a call, you know, from my agent saying they're going to test you. So get ready to pack your bag to go to LA for the test. And, and that was, I think it was then that they told me that's a Marvel project. Ah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Intriguing. <laughs> Intriguing. And I, you know, I love, I love Marvel stuff and comics and everything. And so um, that really got me excited. And then I went in and tested and uh, apparently did well enough that they wanted to use me for, for this character. And I, and then it, it was after, after I had got, after I gotten the uh, role, that I found out it was an adaptation, live action of The Runaways, which I'm, you know, being not of, I'm not a millennial, <laughs> I'm a generation <laughs> prior. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I didn't even know uh, what The Runaways was. And I, I called up a friend of mine who's a big, big comic book geek. Yeah. And he was like, are you serious? He's like, I can't believe you're He's like, it's like one of, it's like the best comic that's, that's been uh, put out by Marvel in, in the, in the 21st century or whatever. I was like, oh really? So I went and got the, the first volume and started reading and it was really like, yeah, I, I was kind of, uh, 
what's the word blown away sounds so extreme but <laughs> it was it was very refreshing it was like a new thing kind of yeah. for me to you know to see the kind of uh, story this was with kids as the main characters and as diverse as they were and like it was quite exciting i was like i'm going to get to be part of this universe you know <laughs> But a little bit different, though. I mean, uh, were you upset that you didn't get, you know, like the robes and the, and the magic powers and stuff? Yes, yes. <laughs> Although, who knows, you know, maybe, true. Uh, you know, we're, we're still only two seasons in. So who knows what, what the future may hold. And, you know, there, there are a lot of fun things, you know, the, the book of spells and the... Yes you know, the ninja um, background and everything. Although, like I said, you know, a lot of that stuff has actually yet to be, I think, explored even. Yeah. Because they've taken such a long, uh, you know, time to spend on developing yes. who these people are sort of more sort of emotionally and relationally, you know, that I think there's a lot that could still come out that yeah. could be exciting. Yeah, And it's such a big cast as well. <laughs> It is. It is. There's 16 now. 17 of us, I think. Yeah. There's yeah. It's quite quite a few. <laughs> and of course, they had to they had to reduce the number of parents in the adaptation as well. You know. Um, yeah. They they gave um, the Yorks have both Gert and Molly, right? Yeah. Molly's parents are not a part of the regular cast. <laughs> so a little 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 freedom adaptation yeah. freedom. Bit. Um, but you got to do a lot more action in season two, didn't you? You had this incredible, yeah. You got this incredible fight scene. Um, how long did that take to film? Well, to well, it's, it, I think it took three days of shooting, two and a half days maybe wow. of shooting, plus the the stunt rehearsals. Of course, yeah. it was a little bit tricky because of the scheduling for uh, uh, you know the the episode so nico had other scenes to shoot that were you know with that the tina and and robert were not involved in and tina and robert had scenes that nico was not in so it, it, scheduling the rehearsals so to get three all three of us together was actually very difficult and we have to, i think we only had one day of of where all three of us were able to rehearse together and the wow. other days were were broken up into basically uh Brittany and I uh would rehearse with the stunt coordinator and our doubles and and Nico's double as well um to go through the choreography and then I think um Lyrica did the same thing with with our doubles and then we brought that together for a, a, a day of rehearsing with with all of us and then we shot it yeah, it was quite involved. A lot yeah. of fun. Very grueling. Very grueling. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely got to see a bit more of Nico and her power, didn't we, this season? How, oh. Yeah. The connection between like your family and Doctor Strange. How cool was that yes. to see kind of play oh, out? Oh, we were so excited when we when we uh, when we saw that in the script because you know there were rumors. Um, that they that they were going to you know make some connection to the larger universe, yeah. and um, you know everyone was wondering well what's that connection going to be and you know like the cloak and dagger thing is ob is a big obvious thing and True. some people yeah. are even saying well what about Tony Stark and, you know, um, but then this was I think even I think even last season Brittany was like well you know Tina has this whole. Uh, thing with Doctor Strange, I was like, "Oh my God, you're right!" <laughs> and then, uh, you know, when they came up with the the scripts for, uh, I forget which episode. When you first see Nico's eyes change in the yeah. in the hostel, or like, "Oh, here it comes." <laughs> <laughs> 
so cool and you know yeah. it's the potential there right now that the the connection's been made there can be some really really fun interesting dives into well what is that connection and what are the ripples that come from that and yeah it, it's it's quite tantalizing i think <laughs> definitely and especially um britney played kind of a completely different side didn't she of tina this time because she was kind of yes. taking over what was that like <laughs> seeing her like it, that it, it's fun she's such a great actor she's such a great actor and um what was great is that the the sort of persona that the alien brings out in tina is so different from yeah. the Tina we've seen, right? The, yeah. the sort of ice queen, you know, kind of very cold and, you know, calculating, inscrutable Tina, throwing daggers through her eyes to see <laughs> the more sort of, uh, what's the word, um, sensual and, and kind of physical, tactile Tina. Mm. Is, it was, is really fun to play off of, obviously you know, between the two of us. But then we are also saying like, oh man, it's, it's, I wonder, you know, how much of this is totally alien? How much of this is maybe parts of Tina that somehow she's been, you know, that's been lost over the years <laughs> yeah. of pride, you know? Like, cause there's a trajectory of, I think that we kind of saw in season one too, of like, of Tina was something else before all the stuff started happening with pride. And yeah. so it, what we see now is Tina, the ice queen actually is a result of something. And so I think, now having this alien being you know that's taken over her it's interesting to see well how much of that is is going to be connected to anything that is actually tina but you know <laughs> has been suppressed or you know yeah. lost or you know yeah definitely and i mean robert and tina definitely kind of reconciled this season didn't they yes. compared to last yeah. time was that a bit, more, a bit more enjoyable to explore that that kind of dynamic it was fun. It was fun. I, and um, what was great, I think, too, is like not only are we are we kind of back together, but the the layers, right? Of, yeah. of um, now we're on the same page, but we still have this history, and we still have to try to navigate, you know, the wounds, if you would, you know, that it's it's not like oh, automatic, easy, boom, you know, I'm back in the favors of Tina, or like Tina can forget, you know, the fact that I had an affair, or, <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think that you know the layering of that is it has been very fun to try to capture as well. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you guys get renewed for another season, which I really hope so, with that cliffhanger, <laughs> yes, yes. What would you like to see in season three? I mean, would you like oh, to see more man. of the connection with Doctor Strange and the other Marvel properties? Or I would absolutely love to see that. I um I would love to see connections with other you know, with the with the larger Marvel universe. Um, period. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like no matter what it is, you always want to see you know the, the um, any connections that you can make there. But I would I would love to see you know we finally got a confrontation between Pride and the kids right yeah and that I felt was so it just felt right in terms of both the story and what what the series is trying to do as well in terms of the parents and the kids and the conflict and the relationships there it would be I would love to see how far that can go. You know, like okay. it feels sort of like the confrontation in the, at the end of season two is like the beginning of 
okay, now the gloves are coming off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I think that could be very fun. I think it, I think it, uh, it would be also really cool to see the, now there's, you know, with the whole different alliances that have been forming and breaking apart and everything over the course of the two seasons, now that there are even alliances between the kids and the parents and sort right? of the, <laughs> you know, the blurring of those boundaries is also something very interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, this season in particular with the kids, I think you saw that, you know, heroes aren't necessarily just cut and dry good, yeah. you know, forces necessarily. There's some dark sort of motivating factors and reasons for why even heroes do what they do. And um, so it's interesting. I think it would be interesting to explore, well, what are those kinds of bridges and, and alliances that get made between Pride and the Runaways? And, you know, what are the costs of that? What, what would happen from that? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. For me personally, for Robert, I, I, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm kidding. What well, you know, was going over season two. I was thinking it's, it's, it's very interesting for, for my character who's always tried to be sort of the, the reconciler, the person who sort of stays in the background and tries to keep everything, you know, calm and together. Keep you know, that happy. obviously, exactly. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that has not succeeded. And then he tried to be sort of the assertive alpha type, but clearly not successfully so then you know what i mean so like what what then what what do you do then you know when you tr what's the word we all have a, a you know the, the, a, our our own nature right yeah and 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 i i think our strengths usually come out the most when we are able to to embrace that nature rather mm -hmm. than try to be something that we're not so I would be curious to see what what would Robert look like in his uh, you know effort to try to get Nico back and get the family you know back together yeah. that maybe now that he's realized okay being the bad guy and trying to go after you know like using violence or whatever it hasn't worked out then what then could maybe he do that's maybe a little more true to the beta guy you know <laughs> the guy that, that is the, the 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 brains or the 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 force behind the wizard products you know what's that robert and how how would that maybe you know yeah uh play into the story mm, definitely and i mean if you could have anyone else's superpower from the tv show <laughs> <laughs> who would you pick who would i pick that's that's funny that was you know, um I forget. I, I was asked that question in, in another uh, thing recently, and I, I just go to I go to Carolina. I go to that like flying and using light, and like that's just I think it's a beautiful and breathtaking power that I think it would be wonderful to have. <laughs> Although the other powers are pretty cool too. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to look out for you as like a rainbow guy in the next series. <laughs> there you go. That's right, Robert the Rainbow. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that'd be something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last question. Um, are you working on anything else at the moment at all? Uh, no, I do I, I do other uh, um, work in terms of uh, writing and directing and stuff. And I have a, I have a, something that I'm writing right now that I'm hoping uh, will uh, materialize in the next, you know, sometime sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, so that's where, where my efforts have been over this uh, this hiatus, if you will. Mm. Um, yeah, nice. but I, I, I can't really get into too much detail <laughs> no. on that. So. <laughs> nice. So just fingers crossed for Runaway Season 3. Is that for the main Yes. Focus? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The fans and I'm doing this at uh, the, the um, 
Instagram takeover right now for the Runaways Instagram. And uh, I can't tell you, so many of the fans are just like, when is season three coming? Is there going to be a season three? What's going to happen? I wish I had an answer. Oh, I just oh, really And hopefully hope we'll so. have one sooner than later. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, just with that ending. Oh, <laughs> I, It's a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, thank you very much. time to announce the winner of our cyborg funko pop competition mm. signed by ray fisher who i met at london film comic con last year i believe cool. in was it cool. september cool. october one of those one of those things okay so the winner is <laughs> john h at dc underscore comics geek uh, very yay! Yay! <laughs> well done john so very fitting um also a member of dc world so clearly a fan of dc so that's mm. that's good that it's found a, a nice new home yes for <laughs> yes, sure indeed um so yeah thank you so much everyone for entering and liking and retweeting we're going to be doing another competition so it's going to be a couple of like black panther things we're going to be giving away so Jeez. yes <laughs> chase pop t-shirt graphic novel <laughs> graphic novel <laughs> by tana hatsi coats i believe if that's correct yeah world and Rafi, i believe it's called so yeah a good black panther bundle and that'll be two weeks again until the next episode we'll be yes. drawing it then and then i presume we'll probably be doing something captain marvel-esque for I our next giveaway so, for sure. oh, yeah so how do they go about uh, entering the competition then chris so you just have to go onto our twitter and find the tweet we'll post the uh twitter link in the description of this episode so wherever you listen to it you should be able to find the link but otherwise just go on our twitter forward slash we have a hulk pod mm-hmm. find the tweet and you'll just have to like and re- follow and retweet not like follow and retweet <laughs> yes. follow plus rt thank you <laughs> thank you and good luck everybody Hulk topic time. Woo! So we asked you on Twitter. We'd like to know your thoughts on this season of Star Trek Discovery. Disco, disco. Let's so go. far. <laughs> um, some talking points. Klingons, Calpian, Spock, Michael, Captain Pike, positives and negatives, how Star Trek it feels, etc. But spoiler free, please. So, do we uh, read everyone out on Twitter first, or do you yes. want to give your sort of thoughts and feelings on this? I think my thoughts and feelings will become apparent as we go through, Ooh, but okay. uh, yeah, we'll save ours to the end otherwise. Okay, so first up we've got Dan Tween at DanBurden1138. He said, feels like they are trying harder, but in the end it has only made it worse. Ooh. Mm. It's gone so far from what Star Trek was meant to be, regardless of what people say, and the love the show it gets is baffling. I think I hate it. Wow, bold, <laughs> I bold like, words. I like that people have feelings, though. Yeah. yeah, I find it quite intriguing. What do you think about this, though? I think that's an entirely fair comment, to be yeah. fair. This is kind of how I felt in season one. Yes, um, I just wasn't getting into it. I felt it was very non-Star Trek. Yes. And it was kind of offensive to me, actually. Offensive, really? Yeah, I just feel like oh. when you take... It's kind of the same with Star Wars or something. When you take it and you don't do what is expected, it like can be quite offensive. Like what I thought with Last Jedi. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what I felt of the other ones, but not Last Jedi. I felt like yeah, the Last yeah, Jedi was actually... you thought that was Force Awakens, didn't you? You thought it was a bit of a carbon copy and a bit of a rip-off of the sort of original... Yeah, yeah. I didn't... I didn't have those didn't feels. Anyway, yeah. we're going off topic. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. The other star property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I understand. And I... Uh... I appreciate the honesty, to be honest. To be honest. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? I mean, because Twitter's quite a... Um... 
Did I say that properly? I feel like I went Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's quite a um a hardcore place for if you say your actual honest feelings, yeah, there can be a lot of you, yes. So yeah, no, I appreciate the honesty and yeah, fair play. I mean, if it's not your cup yeah. of tea, then it's not your cup of tea. I'd be interested in knowing kind of your perspective on what Star Trek was meant to be. Okay. What mine um, or Dan Tween's? Dan Tween's. Yeah. Because yeah, I kind of maybe I feel like it was supposed to be something else. I mean, who was the guy that started it? What was his name? Because yeah, Gene Roddenberry always had a very clear view of what it should be. It should be right. it should be very um, utopian and yeah. all that stuff. And he already he always had quite a tight control on these shows, but obviously he's not around anymore. Mm. So that's no longer the a case. Thing. Right. Okay. So yeah, it was all about like ethics and dilemma, moral dilemmas and ex- exploring new adventures and new planets and that kind of thing. That was like the original sort of mission statement, wasn't it? That's yeah, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I do wonder if people have different perspectives on that. Okay. Yes. Right. So next up, we've got Get Your Comic Con at Get Your Comic Con. For me, season two had a strong start and really improved over season one, brackets, which I enjoyed. But now it feels like episodes are moving at breakneck speed. Sorry, <laughs> uh, It's big on spectacle, but they've little room to breathe for the smaller character moments. Enjoying it, but need more character-driven story. That's mm. interesting. Yeah, I think for me, I usually like the things which have a more plot-driven story than yeah. character-driven. But I do know it what you're talking about here um the breakneck speed thing yes i've noticed that it does feel a bit frantic at times doesn't it (laughs) well the past couple of episodes have been like action 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 (laughs) yeah but maybe i'm starting to get into that now maybe maybe that is okay and i was just (laughs) and i was just wasn't used to it because it's something a little bit new isn't it for yeah. star trek i mean if you look back at the films um was it the first star trek film it had like a 10 minute sequence just going yeah. around the spaceship yeah. didn't just it? space porn <laughs> yeah <laughs> space porn <laughs> <laughs> so yeah very different in that respect yes. um and there is a lot more action in this it feels a lot more sort of um like the the, the newer films by um what's his yeah. name the justin lynn one yeah fast and furious in space, Indeed. the motorbike Indeed. scene. Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> I what? know, that was weird. Um, but yeah, it feels a lot more J.J. Abrams-esque Abrams yes. this season, I feel yeah. like. Um, it feels like the first season, I thought, was a lot more action-y because it's all, you know, it's about the big battles and things. Whereas this more sort of action in the right way? Does that make sense? Maybe. Maybe. Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean by the characters, but I feel like they are focusing more on the actual bridge this season. Mm. So there's a lot more of the actual bridge characters getting more like actual talky scenes and dialogue and stuff, which yeah, is nice. stories and everything. Yeah. yeah. And more Saru and more Tilly, which is always great. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, completely see your point. Yes. Next up, we got Nurse Chatting at Nurse Chatting. You said, throwing the answer over to Nate Nurse Chat, as I've not watched any of it yet. <laughs> Shame what? on you, Ben. <laughs> Come on, Ben. Uh, so Nate said, although weaker than season one, in my opinion, it's great that it has a feel of a larger, diverse cast. Pike is a welcome character. Saru is excellent. And it's got a really wonderful pace slash lighthearted feel. On the negative side, there's a lot of, we figured out the X by doing the Y in seconds. <laughs> Yeah, nice. that's something that um, I've always felt Doctor Who struggled with. Yes, yeah. that Especially in the new season. Like, mm. you'd have no idea what was going on. And no. at the end, they'll be like, actually, I worked out. <laughs> and blah, the blah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I do see, yeah, I see that. I see that. Especially in the one with the Mycelial Network. Yes. Which was a recent one. Mm-hmm. Episode five, I believe. Yeah, it just seemed like 
oh, we have a time, we have a time <laughs> yeah. limit now, guys. You need to figure it out. And then yeah. they did. I think they had about, was it 10 minutes they had in the mycelial network? And it felt like so long. <laughs> it felt like so long. <laughs> yeah. It did. It really right. did. That was the longest 10 minutes. at one point they were like, you have five seconds. Three minutes. Guys, yeah, three yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then it ended up a bit filling like another 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. or something. But yeah. Oh, yes. No, yes. I, I, I see your points, Ned. Mm. Good job, Ned. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Robert at That Robster said, I'm a bit behind, but introducing Pike. I can't. Sean Connery's coming out again. <laughs> introducing Pike has made it bit fresher it really picked up at the end of season one so i'm looking forward to seeing what unfolds mm. Mm. definitely go around the pike and he's just so such a so welcome addition for a, yeah for a captain yeah i mean well what's his name oh the guy from harry potter <laughs> jason the old captain you know he was actually evil spoilers from the first season of Enter- yes. yeah, yeah. Enterprise. Uh, what's his name <laughs> Oh, I feel really bad. I want to say Jason Isaac. My thing is someone completely. One minute. Let me have a look. You keep talking. Yeah, Jason <laughs> Isaacs. Oh, I was right. Okay. okay. He played the Malfoy father, Lucius Malfoy. Yes. So, yeah, definitely it's a better captain. Away, that one, really. Oh, sorry. What? No, I mean, like him being. Um, uh, yeah, Malfoy. it was super obvious, right? Malfoy. Anyway, yes. <laughs> right. Let's continue. Di- digressing. Um, yeah, I love Cap- uh, Captain Pike. I think he's great. He's yeah. He's he is a breath for breath. He is a breath of fresh air. Yes, and, um, I'm definitely preferring it this yeah. season. Yeah, he definitely um, feels a lot more sort of classicy Trek yeah. for me, and um, he kind of yeah, he does the captain thing really well. I feel like he's really helping them along, but when he says no, he means no. If that yes. makes sense, which is good. You're right. Yeah, strong lead. Yes, but also very open to ideas. Yeah good stuff yes right next up we got jay sandlin at jay sandlin underscore whn who said only trek i haven't watched yet (gasps) i think it's because in america it's cbs and i think you have to buy the network pass or something to watch this i believe right but i think season two is definitely worth it does mean you have to get through season one though true so you do have to be a big fan of trek to actually <laughs> yes. commit <laughs> true. to a certain extent uh jack and the geeks dog at jack geek dog said i'm still behind i'm trying to catch up come on dave <laughs> <laughs> come on, you dave. can do it uh neil byrne at neil byrne also responded to dave at jack and the geeks dog saying i still haven't finished season one don't blame you <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a slog uh sorry yeah, yeah, it kind of felt that way to me. Mm. Next up, we got I am Jack's regular regular musings at I am Jack's musings. Who said, "I'm sure there are negative nitpicks to be found, and I understand there are detractors that argue it isn't Star Trek as they envision it, but I enjoy it." Season two has upped the crew exposure and added in more classic ethical, moral, scientific dilemmas too. For me, this feels like a natural de- development in its aim to eventually line up with TOS. The original series. Thank you. <laughs> Season two has also mixed Story of the Week episodes with overarching Thoroughline. Thoroughline? Thoroughline. Plot <laughs> mach- um, <laughs> too right, well, Plot machinations. Thank you. Well, dot. Well, maybe you should run this podcast because yes. we don't do words, obviously. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can see you nodding your head when I was reading that out. Do you, do you agree? I very much agree. I very much agree. But we'll get to our thoughts, okay. won't we? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing way of making your point. <laughs> your method of... <laughs> your words. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, I believe. Mm. Mm. So Andrew died at Angry Digit, said, Enjoying this far more than the first series, brackets the Orbal was more Trek. Klingon prosthetics still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Pike slash angels, less Calpian slash... <laughs> Search for Spock, all good. Section 31, good for Georgia and Ash. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's the one thing. I think we kind of laid into episode three a little bit. Yeah, sorry, we? guys. I know but we got. <laughs> I do think that it reset, it, it kind of reset the uh, Klingons and yes. Georgia and Ash a little bit. Yeah. And brought them together a little together bit more. Together into a more, into this season in a way that works a bit better. Yeah, a bit more incoherent compared to the previous. Coherent, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I agree um, on Orville. the other points. Yeah. So, I just agree. Yeah. Um, the series Klingon prosthetics, is, yeah, still very terrible. Orville is amazing prosthetics-wise. I don't know if anyone it's else is... really good. Yeah. It is, yeah. I don't know if anyone else has been keeping up with it. We, I think we're a couple of episodes behind. Um, but yeah, they do prosthetics really well. And I think they do, like, the heart a, a lot. Yeah. Really well. Is a, yeah. Is much more present. Mm. But I think that's changing. So. Oh, okay. It does feel a little bit more sort of humour in season two. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But you can feel that, um, what's his name? The guy behind it, the Orville. He, uh, he's a huge Certainly Star Trek Harlan. fan, isn't yeah. he? And you can he's just like, tell that throughout, yeah, yeah the, the, the series. So Evie McLaughlin, at Evie McLaughlin. Sorry, I'm sorry if I said that wrong. Um, liking it all, but loathe the Spock subplot. Mm. <laughs> Angry face. Intriguing. Okay. Yeah, when they announced Spock was going to be in the series, I was like, ooh, that's kind of interesting. But how are they going to do it sort of thing? And I don't know how spoilery. We're not going to go spoilery, but it's not quite hasn't paid off yet, has no. it? No. So, yes. Yes. I mean, it's interesting because he's connected with the, you know, the Red Angel things. But how? Yes. Ooh, intriguing. It is, but... is kind of interesting, but I just hope they figure it out. And, yes. And it works because yeah. it's kind of building it up a lot. Yeah. And, I uh, have a feeling it's going to be like <laughs> the last scene. It's going to be like, it's back. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ken Major at Ken Major 83 said, I've only watched the first three from the season, not adjusted to the new Friday release date. I feel like they're trying to give the show a slightly classic feel with the inclusion of Pike and the characters are the best thing about this version of Trek. Mm. Yeah, the Friday thing is a little bit worrying, isn't it? Because like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's like the death slot or it used right. to be. I don't know if that's still a thing. But yeah, definitely Pike is a bit more old school. So that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. weird how you say that Friday's like the death slot for TVs, but it's mm. streaming, so I guess you can watch it any time. Yes. <laughs> yes. That used to be the thing. I don't know if it's yeah. still a thing. But yeah, other people have been saying they're struggling with the Friday release too, like um, Jack's regular and regular musings um, and Jack and the Geekstalk. So, I mean, what date did it usually... Was it on a, on a Monday before or I can't something? remember. I feel like we just like, watch it when we feel like it, yeah, right? We don't really worry about that. that is true. That. But normally when we are like, oh, it's a Friday. Oh, Star Trek. <laughs> mm. If we remember. Because knowing us, we're terrible with remembering. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Okay. And last up, we got Inno, In Inanna W. Draco at Inanna W. Draco. He said, I like season two. I like Captain Pike. He reminds me a lot of the Pike from the Calvin movies. Really down to earth, polite. But to borrow a quote from Mass Effect 1, he knows when to crack the rip. Yes. I know it's popular to shit on Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek or Deep Space. It, it'd be DS9, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
I know it's popular to shit on Star Trek Discovery, but I think much of it is unwarranted. Mm. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, so let's just go into our thoughts, okay. shall we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty much shitting on it in the first season. I, di- I didn't get into <laughs> yeah. it. I felt like it wasn't my trick, and I am guilty of that. If I don't, if I don't appreciate that something is correct for me, okay, <laughs> I can get into that mode. So but, um, can you can you appreciate for me then? Because we had a huge argument about it when it came out. The Last Jedi. Can you appreciate why I was a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I can okay. see. I can see other perspectives. Yeah. Sure. I think that's that's more of an issue because now there's plenty of different versions of Star Wars True. almost, and so naturally it's going to be fragmented. Mm. And now I just worry when new one when a new one's going to come out because I know how divisive. It's just yeah, dredge up a whole load of issues again. <laughs> True. I feel like the best thing for Star Wars. This might be unpopular, but I think they should just Leave stop it? doing it for a while. Come back in <laughs> yeah. like five, ten years. Okay. Or maybe just but do like TV that, shows. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Not, we digress. Really sorry, Dave from Jack and the Geese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's probably going, how could you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there are people, I mean, he's obviously one of these people that loves, just loves it. Yeah. Regardless, which mm. is cool. I guess these people are the super fans, you know. Back to Star Trek, not Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, so first season, I wasn't a fan. I just it just didn't feel Star Trekky enough for me. I did love the visuals, mm-hmm. and they have kept that in season two, and it's yes. great. For this season, I love Pike. I feel like they brought a lot of the how did I am Jack's <laughs> musings yeah. excuse his words ethical, here. moral, scientific dilemmas. Indeed, yes. And I was thinking about the science part of it because it's sci-fi, yeah. Right? And actually, Discovery as a name for a ship is probably the best name they've ever had for a ship in Star Trek, right? Because yeah. Discovery literally describes the process of science. It's about mm. discovering and things. And that's pretty much the essence of Star Trek for you, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And the whole ethicalness of it and the yeah, the ethical, moral, scientific <laughs> dilemmas, as you yeah. put it. I am Jack's irregular, irregular musings. I'm just really getting into it. Um, yeah. That, I mean, episode <laughs> yeah. three, I didn't love at the time, but now I'm seeing how it kind of resets Connects. some of the stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Re- yeah, just resetting things for mm. season two. And so far this season, I've, I've, I feel like I'm falling in love with it. Oh. I, I feel uh-huh. like I'm okay. falling in love with right, this season. Right, should we go through the talking points you, you went through? So, Klingons. Klingons. They look a bit better. They look a bit <laughs> okay. more... Now they like, have hair. <laughs> they have hair. Yeah. And also the guy has hair. Have you noticed that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they've kind of connected him a bit more to the Klingons in that way. Yeah, I kind of like the whole mother thing. That could be fun. We'll see. You know, like, what's her name? She became mother. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be interesting. I don't know. Um... Kelpians? Kelpians. We can't talk too much about that because they had like a proper, an actual episode devoted to them in episode right. six, which is, is really, really good. Um, but yeah, Kelpians, Saru. Yes, I love that episode and I love yes. the previous one with Saru. Yeah. But it's kind of exploring some of Saru's backstory and everything. Mm. Just fantastic. And and all that moral stuff. I don't yes. want to keep going over things, but <laughs> it really brings it to the forefront. Yeah. And it's very cool. It's sort of like religion versus science in a way, in kind of. Well, it's about, yeah. And it's also about how you treat other species and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, that's, and... that's again a very interesting one to see new species and then kind of delving more into that. Yeah, and, and like, like ecosystems, and ge- yeah. Like these these issues do come up, and mm. it's really really interesting. Yeah, Spock. Spock. Yes. <laughs> Can't say uh, too much. No comment. So no far. comment. Okay, Michael. 
Yeah, she's right. I, I think <laughs> she's right. I, I like how she's not the main focus in this right. season. Yeah. Because in the first one, it was really like it's around her. Michael. Yeah, which is really weird. Not yeah. that, I mean, the actress is great, but yeah. the characters. It, just, it was just a bit strange, wasn't it? It was, but... wasn't it? Yeah. So I like how they're sort of not too centric, Michael centric this time. They're more exploring the actual sort of crew as well as Pike and, and Tilly, who's my favourite. Mm. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I like her a lot more in this season. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I can't yeah. put my finger on why, but maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Captain Pike. He's great, really. Yeah. He just feels more like a kind of Picard-style captain yes. or something, which is much more my kind of speed. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I like how he um, he's very for humans and people and things, because do you remember in, I think he's it was He's on your it? side. Feels like he's on your side. Yeah, right? yeah. And then... back people up. True. And in episode two, you know, when they discovered the Star Trek fleet that was in the, like, stranded with the engineer on the board, and mm. they were like, no, we're not going to save them. And he's like, damn it, they're Star Trek people. And oh, is that what happened? I've forgotten that that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. He was like, we have to save them. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So I like how he's actually opinionated and he will actually, you know, take the lead, which is yeah. which is kind of interesting. I think that's a little bit gung-ho. Like, okay. you have to weigh... The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the exactly, few. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, yes. I think I think that is cool. Okay, positives and negatives. Yeah, so I think the negatives, it still feels a little bit frantic at times. Yeah. I think that's because they're trying to run multiple storylines through mm. it, which I like. I like it when shows inter, interweave stories. And yeah, kind I mean, of it's got, things. as you're saying, it's got like an overarching storyline, yeah. but it's also got like mission of the week sort of thing, hasn't it? But so even they're trying more than to juggle. That, it feels like there's multiple storylines going in in one episode sometimes like okay, yeah you have the mycelial thing happening while yeah. the captain's doing something else <laughs> yeah. on the bridge so it's kind of like maybe it feels a little bit frantic at times because the pacing it's like fight the, the stories storylines are fighting each other a little bit mm. for time okay but i think i'll get used to that i think they'll all figure that out and work i already i already feel like it's starting to do that so because mm. I feel like the the first season there was a lot of action, but again some episodes were really quite slow. Mm. So I feel like they're balancing like the pacing a little bit more. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're figuring it out. I do think they're figuring it out. Giorgio and and that stuff. Not a huge fan so far, but section thirty one is interesting, and mm. I, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll get some interesting. It stuff feels a bit Doctor Whoy. <laughs> section thirty. Really. Yeah, I'm not sure. What, there was um, a bit Torchwoody, if that makes sense. Because, you know, you've got Doctor Who and then you've got like mm. Torchwood on yeah, the sort like of the, side. The, the more kind of grey area yeah. part of it. Yeah. Mm. Which I don't I don't really like for Star Trek, but they all, always did have that. So, okay. yeah, I guess that's just a nice way of having that kind of reference fight yeah. between the, the good and the <laughs> like what is right. What is yeah. right here? And it's a nice way to have that argument mm. okay yep. so how star trekky do you think season two feels feels so much better to me it feels so much more on pace with the sort of next generation or voyager or something like that yeah yeah as i said falling in love with it i think it could be really good so mm. i think it's finding its feet yeah it's just a shame that anyone new still has to get through season one to get yeah. because i mean obviously some people liked season one that's fine but um for me it just didn't <laughs> Sorry, feel star Nate. trek enough yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i just i was talking to my dad the other day because he's quite a big trekkie and uh, he was saying that he heard a rumor that this could possibly be the last season and i was like oh no uh, but the, he was saying that it's because of the budget and how much they actually spend on the show which does make sense because 
you can tell they pour a lot of money into it, don't they? That would be so sad because it that would, has happened yeah. before. Like Stargate Universe, I really didn't like it first, but I just started to get into it yeah. when it got cancelled. Oh. You know, it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things. So and it's the same with like Firefly and things like that. It only got yeah. one season. True. It found its audience later. So yeah, yeah we'll that see. would really we'll suck. See. I, it I would, hope yeah. that this season is good enough that it really lifts yeah. the show to the point where they go, yeah, we have to keep this. So people go watch it, please. Yeah, please go watch it. <laughs> so yeah, overall. Um, I think we're both loving it, really. Season two, aren't we? Loving I mean, it. loving Pike, loving the reference to Spark. Saru's um, great. Saru. Really Saru's fantastic. Saru. Tilly's fantastic. Yeah. I love how it's more sort of on on deck. That's, that's yep. not the right word, is it? On the bridge. On the bridge. That's bridge the crew. <laughs> bridge crew. Um, and yeah, I'm loving how they're having like this, you know, as you said, ethical, moral sort of dilemma. That's really mm. interesting. Exploring new worlds, exploring the whole Red Angel mystery. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm very much enjoying it. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for letting us know your thoughts. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Also doing a little bit slightly different from the usual sort of film review. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so if you'd like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to take part in our Hook Topics, the next one, and if you'd like to tell us any feedback, like whether you did enjoy the TV show review, then how do they go about doing that then, Chris? Right, we're most active on Twitter at We Have a Hot Pod. You can always email us, wehaveahotpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook and Instagram forward slash We Have a Hot Pod. And we're on youtube.com forward slash we have a hawk. No pot. <laughs> right. No pot on that one. Also, <laughs> <laughs> also we have our blog, uh, news and reviews website, where you can go and check out some of Nicola's fantastic writings. And Louise. Louis Fikus. Uh, yes. Go and follow and him on Twitter. Yes. A couple of other people as well. And Robster, that Robster, who's done yes. a really good um, Umbrella Academy season one review. Go and check that out too. Whoop, whoop. Um, so that's We Have a Hawk Pod. No, it's no. not. It's We Have a Hawk <laughs> I was doing so well. I know. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So next week's episode, not next week's, the the next 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 episode. Sure. We're going to be talking all things. Surprise, surprise, Captain Marvel. Yeah, and we'll probably have like a Captain Marvel giveaway as well. So that'll be fun. Yeah. A couple of pops, maybe. Maybe a t-shirt, maybe a graphic novel. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Really hope you enjoyed it, and hope we see you next time. Bye. Bye.